Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Welcome to another edition of The Player and the Fan. I am yours truly, David Noel, the player, the coach, and we have our esteemed co-host, Miss Kiara. How you doing, girl? I, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm a little somber today, but... Uh, oh being tired and just yeah a little somber i mean i, I i'm not somber I, i'm i'm gonna tell you that now I, I am high lifted in spirit spirits because i'm not gonna let these jokers stress me out that's I, what i ain't gonna do i know i know i know because again like we've been talking all year about you know this roller coaster ride of a season one and then two the 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 roller coaster ride of, of of the the team like of what North Carolina can do and and they they continue to like show us oh yeah we could be here and then two games later they be like oh no but we down here right and so this this ebb and flow of the season kind of now is really expected for real but I will say this this Marquette team like we talked off camera about like I told you this team was good a couple of days ago before we played them. Like, like I, I understand their record right now and, and they're they're like 10th in the Big East and all that kind of stuff. But this Marquette team and, and their coach, Coach Wojo, coming back to North Carolina, being a dookie, that kind of deal. Like, he was going to have them boys ready to play. Yeah. And, they, and and that's what they did. They came out and played, especially in that first half. And, and it just, North Carolina just couldn't get the reins back. Um. I have a million and one questions um, about what's going on with Carolina, but let's just go over the game by the numbers. Uh, Carolina lost to Marquette 83 to 70 yesterday, February 24th at home, their first loss at home of the season. Um, mm -hmm. had three players in double digits, uh, Garrison Brooks, uh, RJ Davis, and Walker Kessler. Um, you big Walt. I, 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 that's, that's a bright spot. That's a bright spot right there. For the last walk coming in. Walker Kessler has been a, a, a really big piece of, of for Carolina. He only played eight minutes last night, but um, he's been. Right. You said why? No, I said right. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Carolina went five from 18 from the three. They were 15 from 22 from the free throw line. And um. Yeah, uh, 37 bench points, 36 points in the paint, uh, 21 turnovers, 21. Yeah, I got, I got, I got 19 on mine. You got 21? 21 on, on the on the stat sheet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I got 19 on mine. Nonetheless, it's still way too many. And I and I think that, but the crazy part about it is, um, Marquette had 18. Huh? Okay, go ahead. I said Marquette had 18 turnovers. Um, so, like, as, as I don't want to say as sloppy as the game was, because the game wasn't necessarily sloppy. But I just think, like, we, we were, like, a couple of those turnovers were charges. A couple of those turnovers was us trying to kick it, kick it ahead over the top, missing the pass, throwing it out of bounds. So, so some, of, some of those turnovers you can – you could kind of eat as a coach because you're trying to do what North Carolina does. You're trying to get out and run that kind of deal. But 
but we, I, we, we're, we're just, we're just, we're sloppy. We're sloppy as a team, and it's, and it show, and it creeps up on us at the wrong time. Yeah. Like, like when we need, when we need to be disciplined in what we're doing, like because we're down five, and and, and what normally happens is we get sloppy on that possession. And then we come down and we give up a three. Like, and then we like, so we're, we're like our turnovers and our sloppy play are happening at the wrong times. And that's the concerning part about this North Carolina team. Like we, we, we can't seem to grasp. And, and again, so, and, and and this is kind of what I was talking about uh, in the Duke game. When I kept saying, I said, bro, as a coach, I don't like the way we play. Yeah, we won. But I'm telling you, the, like these these types of plays that are happening will kill us in another game. You see what I'm saying? And and again, time and time again, we we continue to do do and have sloppy possessions when it when they matter most. So in this particular game, we will be down five and then have a sloppy possession. Now we down eight. We will be down ten. Have a sloppy possession, then we down 13, that kind of deal. So it so instead of being down 10, cutting it to seven, being down five, cutting it to two, that kind of deal. In the Duke game, we had the same type of possessions where we up 10, but the, the difference is we up 10, but now Duke cuts it to five. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, like those are the type of plays that North Carolina and, and that that we've been having all season that I've been constantly kind of speaking about. But but again, like it's and especially in the Hills house where I'll say, hey, yeah, it was a great win, but like yeah. this is the way I'm looking at it. So that's kind of a, a you know an explanation of how how I look at the game and and what I was kind of speaking to where those plays and some of the games that we won can come back and hurt us. And last night it did that. And you were right; it was 19. I was looking at points off of turnovers, which was 21. Um, oh, okay. So first question when, when looking at um, the, the stats, what's happened to Armando Baycott? Uh, since that video has come out, I since the, I mean yeah, but I don't even know his stats during the Duke game, but even still, um, he's kind of just disappeared. The last I'll say this. Games. So last night as I as I was watching the game, we missed as, as many high lows as we got. We missed a lot of high lows. Like, I'm like, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. And we would swing it. So as much as we're talking about, and, and as much as Coach Williams harps on us throwing the ball inside, we're still not throwing the ball inside enough. Like, like it, it's like, like we got position. You could throw the ball over the top. The big, the big high low was there all night last night. And for whatever reason, we just weren't throwing it as much as we could have been. Like again, they they got a couple buckets off of it, especially Garrison. But I, I felt like we could have did it every single time down the floor. It was one time Baycock had uh one of the smaller guards on them and we swung it. I'm like, what are we doing? So I so as much as I want to say that. It like Armando has to be more aggressive. Some of it is too. Like I thought, we got to recognize what's going on on the floor. Yeah. So I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Mondo. And he only played thirteen minutes last night. Dayron. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So yeah. Um, also, Caleb Love only had one point. That's concerning. Your, your point guard had one point, but I'm not gonna say a but, but he did have seven assists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but but that but no. Okay. <laughs> no. Not there. So now I mean I mean he shot the ball over six from yeah. the field, over two from three. Yeah. Again, again, man, I I don't know. I ain't got no answers. Like, I ain't got no answers because like we can't, like I, I don't understand how you look, you know, one way. And, and again, again, it speaks back to the ebb and flow that I'm talking about. Like we'll, we'll be up here and the next game we down here, then you have a game like Duke and then you have a game like Clemson. Then you have a game like Virginia. Then you have a game like Louisville. And then you, like, it's, I'm like, like, all over the place. can we find, yeah, it's all over the place. And that's, and that's, that's concerning simply because you want to have some type of identity going into the NCAA tournament and the ACC tournament. Because a lot of this stuff is going, a lot of these last few games are going to depend on whether North Carolina gets into the NCAA tournament. Now, to me, I don't think it should even really be that close. I think North Carolina should be in, like especially if they win like two of these last three or I think they should be in. Yeah, would they be a high seed? Absolutely. But I do think North Carolina should be in just simply because based alone on how many games they've played, how well they've played in some of these games. But you know, at the end of the day, and, and just finding games off the whim, strength of schedule, that kind of deal, kind of all of that really is thrown out the window. Top tier wins, all of that kind of stuff is kind of thrown out the window this year just because so many of those games got canceled. But at the end of the day, I think North Carolina has to figure out who they want to be. And unfortunately, 22 games in, you still don't know. That's tough. I was about to say is so who who defines that at this point has it become too late not too late but has it become I, I will say is it too late the end of the season is here with three games left um you're playing some difficult teams the last three games you're you're playing mm -hmm. a, a ranked Florida State um with Scott won the ACC Florida State now right. with Virginia going yeah. down and you have Clemson no Syracuse I'm sorry you have Syracuse, Syracuse. And then you have a, a turned around Duke team. I, yeah. I'll give you Syracuse. I, I, I do think Syracuse is winnable. But when you're looking at this FSU and Duke team, do you think mm -hmm. these last three games or the other two games, are, are they winnable? So let me say this. First, let me start off by saying this. <laughs> I know I said that I didn't see the bums winning games without Jalen Johnson. But these jokers look way better without that man. And that like pains me to say. But I will say this, sometimes, and, and, and like I think me and you even talked about this on camera, I was like, maybe, maybe Jalen Johnson was, and, and I don't never want to call a kid a cancer, but maybe his, you know, his attitude and maybe his approach was starting to wear on everybody else on the team. And the one thing that I absolutely think that it did, it unlocked the Matthew Hurt that was there at the beginning of the season. Like, I, and, and again, as a college basketball fan, I don't even really care if you go to Duke or not. Like, as a, as a, as a fan of the game, I like certain players. Matthew Hurt is one of those guys that I like. I really wish he would have came to us, but he didn't. So he went to the other side. And that's fine. Okay, you go do that. But I'm, 
as a player, I'm a root for you, like because I like your game, but because of the jersey you got on, you a bum. Right. So he definitely still a bum, but he a good he a good bum. <laughs> it's like it's like one of those things, like so. But I think what ends up happening is like you you take a kid like that away from the team, that distraction, and then you get refocused. And now them jokers done turned it around and they and then then Virginia gave them a game. Like so now, so now their season is is starting to climb out of that hole, and now they got potential to make the dang on tournament. So with with that being said, it's still a rivalry game. It's definitely gonna come down, and we got them at home. So I do think that is a winnable game. Am I as confident as I was the first game? Absolutely not. Do I still think we're gonna sweep them bums? Absolutely yes. But I do think it's going to be a tougher game than I thought it was going to be the, the, at the beginning of the season. Syracuse, we got, we got, we got to shoot it. Yeah. We got to shoot it again, but North Carolina plays well against the zone. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing that has me in a great place as far as the Syracuse game and Florida state coming to our house. Yeah. <laughs> Last night, um, someone said that they think that uh, Florida State was going to lose Carolina at at Chapel Hill, and I just the, Florida State didn't even have Scotty Barnes last time, and I think he's your right. and I, I I don't I don't know I I just yeah don't I don't know. I don't I don't I don't see that happening I don't see that happening we'll love we'll love for it to happen no question about that because that'll be a huge win for us. And I think that if we win that game, that'll lock us into the NCAA tournament, honestly. But uh, I, I think, I, I think again, like what North Carolina team is going to show up? Like, that's the question. Well, who was this identity? Um, who was responsible for the identity of this team? Is it Coach Williams? Is it, I don't want to say Garrison, but I mean, is it, who is responsible for shaping who this team is? It's, 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 it's a little bit of both. So as a, as a coach, you have your philosophy. You have the type of kids that you want to recruit to your program. And most of the time, those kids kind of embody what you believe in as a coach. Like if, if you take a, like, is, is the kid tough-minded? If, if I believe that I need to be tough-minded or if I was tough-minded as a player or if I'm tough-minded as a coach, then that's what I'm going to look for in a kid. Like if, but, but you're also going to kind of not necessarily sacrifice because that's, that's not, I don't, I don't want to say, well, yeah, you, you're going to sacrifice some of your philosophy for like skill talent. So, so take a Kerwin Walton, for example, coach thought that he was one of the best shooters to come out of high school last year. And he's proven that now, but he, we can't go to nobody. So if I want to be if I want to be some uh, a coach that says I believe in defense 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 but I need a shooter because I know we got to go to the other end then that's a sacrifice that I'm I, you know I'm I'm willing to do. So when it comes to the identity of the team it is partly on the coach just simply off of the kids that he recruit but it's also on the team itself. I can I can go back to 2006 mm-hmm. my senior year at North Carolina uh I knew that we had to be very, very tough-minded 
we didn't have to be tough on the floor as far as, yeah, you get in my face, I'm, I'm going to slap you, that kind of deal. We didn't have to go out and try to punk anybody, but mentally we had to be able to overcome anything that happened inside the game and say, hey, let's keep going, let's keep pushing, keep your foot on the side. So that's what, I, that's what I constantly try to tell them every single day, every single practice. Hey, listen, I don't care what's going on right now. We need to be prepared to be keep pushing, pushing the, the, the gas so that we finish the game that we're supposed to, the, the way that we're supposed to finish it. And whether we're down 10 or whether we're up 10, that's the type of team that we need to be. And again, that's the piece that's missing for North Carolina. They're up 10, they do, they play sloppy, they down 10, they play sloppy. And so that's where you're kind of trying to figure out exactly um, what's, what's going on, I guess. So does this team like a leader? Unfortunately, because I because I don't, I don't want to say yes, but the proof is kind of in the pudding. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, because I don't want to say yes, because I'm not there every day at practice. I'm not there, like, watching them every single day, like the coaching staff and like they are, like the other players are. So there could be a guy that has stepped up and said, hey, listen, this is the way that we need to play. It's just not translating to the floor every single night the way that we want to see it. So I don't want to say yes to that question because I believe I believe Garrison is a great leader. I believe Leakey is a great leader. I believe even some of our young players can step up and be the players that they need to be. It's just not being consistent enough. And how do you fix it? Like how how can you how do you fix this? Uh you you, you just keep playing. Like I, like as 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 simple as that sounds, you keep going to practice every day. You keep harping on some of the things that all of the things that you've been harping on all season. Like Coach Williams said in his press conference, he was like he didn't like to practice the practice the day before. And, and and that's real. That's real though. Like, because as a coach, I remember, I could remember practices at Southern where if we didn't practice well the day before the game, I was kind of nervous going into it. It didn't matter who we were playing. It could have been one of the bottom teams in the league. It could have been one of the top teams in the league. It didn't matter who we were playing. If we had a terrible practice the day before, I was kind of nervous going into the game the next day, simply because I didn't want that fog and that, and that, that that negative kind of like uh feeling to kind of spill over into the game and sometimes it did sometimes we were able to wake up after the first quarter sometimes we were able to wake up at the halftime and sometimes we didn't wake up at all so those are the type of things that you deal with as a coach and you try your best to kind of coach your team through it but at the end of the day that's that's the that's the lack of power that coaches have i've always believed that coaches coach in practice but they make adjustments in the game hmm. So you coach in practice and you make adjustments in the game because that's where you that's where you get your everything that you that you want out of your team in practice. Now for people or, or going back to Coach Williams question concerning uh, fans uh, all over social media and I was trying to defend it, but apparently my answer wasn't good enough, but um, defending this Marquette scheduling because apparently. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people were like, why would you schedule a non-conference team? 
why not just, you know, go with, you know, what you have on the schedule already. Um, just feeling like this loss was avoidable. And my reasoning was for one, Coach Williams is going to play. If there is mm-hmm. anybody who's going to play, it's going to be Coach Williams. I mean, there have been tons of conferences where he says opting out is quitting, that it, it wasn't a choice for him, that he wants to play. And he wants to play the full 27-game schedule. If he can mm-hmm. win 27 games, that's what he's going to do, especially at home. And the strength of Marquette's schedule, I think people looked at their, their, their like you said, their record and thought mm-hmm. they were a trash team. But when you look at the strength of their schedule, it's comparable to teams in the ACC. Like yeah. they're a team that could mirror a, you know, a, a really good team in the ACC. So it's not like he just got some bum off the street. That's an easy win. No, this was a team that he felt was, was a, good, a, a good comp to what was lost. And, yeah. um, All right, it wasn't necessarily a good comp to what was lost. Cause we'd have probably beat the fire out of Boston College, but <laughs> but considering you know he didn't right make it easy on himself. This wasn't a right. easy winning type of game, and I, I I don't know. I just feel like ACC or non ACC. If Carolina's going to lose, they're going to lose. Like you said, it's, it's inconsistent. You don't know what type right. of was this this game necessary? Should Coach Williams have? Um, just let you know this game slide like not even schedule it so so that like it's 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 crazy because like as you were asking the question i was like yeah this game that, that probably was avoidable but i also like like him challenging his team like so so yes the game was avoidable like you didn't have to play this game. You've already met, you well met the uh, 13 game minimum that you need to make the NCAA tournament. So yes, absolutely. The game was avoidable, but I absolutely love the fact that you go out and you get a team that again, record wise, again, for, for, the, for the people, for the masses who don't necessarily play, pay attention to all of college basketball, you only pay attention to your team. I absolutely knew that this was going to be a tough game for North Carolina. Like, I've watched Marquette all year, and I've watched him over the last couple of years. First off, Wojo is a really, really good coach. And then second of all, second off, this team and the teams that he's had before, like, I absolutely love that point guard. DJ Carton is an absolute monster. He's transferred from Ohio State. But, like, the kid Garcia, good. The kid John, good. The kid Elliott, good. Like, I've watched him all season. And I've watched him lose close games. A lot of the games that they lost were close. Like, so, so like their record didn't necessarily speak to the team that they were. And again, we spoke to the fact earlier, Wojo coming back to North Carolina, he, him being a dookie, there was extra incentive on top of it. And what I think is coach Williams knew the, knew the, the, the magnitude of it, but the players didn't. Mm. And so the players go out thinking, oh man, they five and five and they temp in the, yeah. and what happened? Yeah. Bow, you get punched in the mouth. You get punched in the mouth. So and, and so I'm 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 okay with Coach Williams challenging his team. Because guess what? That's the team that you might see in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Because guess what? You ain't gonna be no one seed this year. Yep. You're gonna be a 15 seed. Yep. You're gonna be in the play-in game. Yep. 
So, so if, 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 if I need to challenge my team, absolutely do so. I'm okay with it. And I get it. The fans, the fans are fans. Yeah. And, and he even said in the press conference, heck, if he knew he was going to lose the game, he wouldn't have scheduled it. But I don't even like that. I'm going to schedule the game regardless. Whether we win or lose it, we got to go out and play. We got to go out and compete. And that's the thing that this, this North Carolina team has done inconsistently on a consistent basis. They haven't showed up to compete. The only game they showed up to really compete was the Duke game. And again, sloppy play turned that into a game that shouldn't have been close. But we'll see. We'll see what they continue to do down the stretch. And 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 again, I know I, I think I'm a little bit more passionate about it because like I'm a former player, like and I and I know what's going on and I see like the potential of this team and, and the fact that they're not living up to it like hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, like it touches a different place in me than it does for, for, for fans. Um, but at the end of the day, like they, they just got to keep playing. They got to keep playing. Um, so when you're looking at this team and uh, you're, you're taking into account last year, as a coach, how does it weigh on you feeling like, I'm not going to put that on coach, but um, I, I know how I would feel because he, he's been blaming himself the, the past couple of years. You know, he's being out coached and, you know, things like that. And um, how do you feel as a coach what the last couple of years have just been inconsistent? There hasn't been any any type of, of, of solid ground, it feels like. I think for Coach Williams, I, I hear, so as a coach, you also understand, and especially how long that Coach Williams has been in, in this game, like he understands sometimes you're going to have a good team that underperforms. Sometimes you're going to have a bad team that overperforms. And sometimes you're going to meet it in the middle. Your good team do what they're supposed to do. Your bad team do what they're supposed to do. So um, I think for from a coach's perspective, I think the biggest thing that he, I think he may be battling with is continuing to have kids that he can continue to, to touch and coach. Um, now, again, off the floor, I'm sure he continues to, to touch their lives amazingly. He can be, you know, a, somebody you can go and talk to and, and all that kind of stuff. But on the floor is kind of where you see, um, and I don't want to call it a disconnect because there's no disconnect. It's, it's just more of them getting to the point to where they're doing everything that he wants to wants them to do on a consistent basis. And so over the last couple of years, what you saw was, um, and again, this is just in my opinion, I, I just feel like one, the, 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 the talent level hadn't necessarily been developed the way that, that it, it, it possibly could have. Um, and that's on, and for me, that's on, that's on coaches and player. Um, and then I think there's a, there's a bit of, uh, normalcy when it comes to these blue bloods being great all the time. So now when we see them not being great, it's like, oh my God, what's going on? Like when it really, it really ain't nothing, nothing going on. It's just a, 
oh Jesus, all the blue bloods, they what, what everybody panicking. And I and I don't think it deserves that much of a panic. It's just a down a down year in college basketball, a COVID year in college basketball. There's so many like other things that go into, especially this year, that you just can't account for. So honestly, bro, I just like the NCAA ain't counting this year. I ain't counting this year either. Other than the fact that we beat them bums twice. Now we beat them bums twice. You definitely, you definitely know <laughs> both of them getting counted. But all of them other games, bro, I don't count these jumps. So does when you're looking at this team and, and the possibility of them taking their games to the next level, is there anyone that's standing out like, yes, you you need to go, like you you need to go? Um because there, there has been a debate about, you know, who stays and who goes. Who goes? Is anyone ready for the NBA at this moment? I don't think any of them are ready. But I think Dayron has to leave. I think uh, before now, I would have said Amondo should have left or should leave. Um, and, and I ain't going to lie. That, 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 the, Amondo... Like these lads, as yeah. much as and like the more we keep talking about it, it's a little bit concerning to me. Yeah. Like let me, let me you've uh you've had some major news over the last couple of days of like guys throwing their names in the transfer portal and all that kind of stuff from different schools and and like as much as and again North Carolina rarely has transfers and I and I'm not putting it out there like Amondo is going to transfer or anything but. Like if if you are going to do so, like this would be the perfect year to do it. And I just don't, I just don't think that kids nowadays uh, like tough times. Mm. Like they they want they want everything like Peachy King, you know, Cloud Nine, everything handed to me. Like tough times, bro. When tough times come, jokers get to running. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little concerned, you know, by that. But at the end of the day, you know, we'll see. Let me see. It just said, it just said I, I just had a message come up on my phone. said North Carolina dropped four, 11 spots. I haven't, I haven't even gotten that. I'm trying to find Armando's, where, where he's been the last couple of games. Let's look at his points. Yeah, since yeah, since Duke. But he did have one point at Clemson. And then Duke, he turned around and had 16. But in Virginia, he had seven. Northeastern, he had nine. And then Louisville, he had 14. And then today's game, he had three. Yeah. So when you hear those numbers, is it as concerning or is it just or has he just been kind of on the quiet side? I, I think he's just he's just been on the quiet side. Again, you got 16 and 6 against Duke, yeah. 7 and 10 against Virginia, 9 and 8 against Northeastern, 14 and 9 against Louisville, yeah. and then 3 and 5 in 13 minutes. Now as, now as minutes have dropped uh dramatically since that, yeah. that Duke game. So you go Duke, Virginia, where he's at 25 and 24. And I don't know, I don't know if that's so let's see. Um, I don't know if that's because, well, yeah. Shoot, yeah. When you look at Dayron, 
yeah. the Northeastern game, Dayron was 15 and eight. So you see how his minute, they, they kind of split minutes that game. The Louisville game, 21 and seven, and then nine and 11. So again, just as we talked about how we, I, I was saying that I didn't think Garrison would win uh, the player of the year simply because, not, not because he's not talented enough, but because of who he had in the same position as him. And on top of that, Walker Kessler is starting to play a little bit better. So I get the minute thing, um, but him taking four shots, I don't like that at all. I think he has to be a lot more aggressive when he touches it um, and then just kind of go from there. But I'm, I'm a, I don't know. I, I, well, now that I look at the numbers, no, it's not that concerned. Okay. Not that concerning at all. Okay. So do you change your stance on him needing to leave or does he still need to stay? Oh, no, no, I still think, I still think he can, I still think he has the potential to be a guy. It wouldn't surprise me if he like tested the water this year, that kind of deal. Uh, do you think uh, Caleb tests the water or, or he leaves? Because that was for sure the one and done that we all thought this is it. Just enjoy him for the year that he's here and not forget about him, but you know, let him go. Uh, <laughs> uh, does, is it, does Caleb rethink his position uh, in, in staying in extra year? You know what? I would not be so, surprised. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to, to be problematic or anything like that, but I would not be surprised and if Caleb does decide to stay another year in college, that he transfers. Hmm. You think? I I yeah. I, I don't think he. I don't think he. I, here, I, I think if Caleb leaves, he leaves. He go, he's going to the league. Is is it? You don't. You don't. I I, I don't think he transfers okay. because and, and because he's such a highly touted player, uh, or he was a highly top highly touted player coming in, uh, has his. Has it stopped dropped a little bit? Absolutely. Um, but I do still think he is an NBA talent. Um, like he can guard with the best of them. The joke is about six, three, six, four, legit, like long arm. And he and like, bro, he can score it now. Like he can score it. Again, I know it just hadn't been the way that you would have liked it to be as, as far as fans are concerned on a consistent basis with Caleb, but um. I don't know, but I, I don't, I think if he leaves is absolutely, he's going to, he's going to leave for the league and not transfer to another school because now you throw, <clears throat> you throw the same kind of thing in place. Like, all right, if I go here, will, will I, will I be successful? Like, will this coach let me rock or, you know what I'm saying? That kind of deal. So, um, so when you're looking at the talent coming in, you have your DeMarco, um, and then you have your Dontrez style, your DeMarco Dunn and Dontrez styles. Uh, DeMarco mm -hmm. is out of Kinston and Dontrez is, is uh, from, from Arizona, by the way, of Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. um, there, there has to be some space somewhere. Something has to get shifted. Um, because that's just, oh. <laughs> what do you do with the roster like that next year? If, if we keep this exact same roster, I mean, because I'm not worried about the, the center position because we have 30 million of them at that position. Right. But when you're looking at, you know, next year, you, 
I'm assuming PJ comes or Puff, excuse me, PJ. Uh, Puff comes mm -hmm. into play. Um, and you have your DeMarco, your Dontrez, and your, your Kerwin still. Um, I, I'm mm -hmm. assuming RJ takes a point next year because I, I think next year this is RJ's seat. And I think he's um, so when you look at, uh, I don't know how, where I'm even going with this question, but would it be problematic if Caleb stays because of the extra talent that's coming in and it, okay, no, it won't be okay. No. And, and, and here's why, like, it ain't like you got, like, they, they these guys aren't McDonald's All-Americans one and done's talent, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Wise. So it, it like, if they got to come in this year and sit on the bench. This is just what it is. Or, or you come in and you prove yourself and be like, yeah, no, these are my minutes now. You're gonna find some some minutes for me. And, and again, that 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 can happen. Yeah. Like kids can come in and be dogs and outplay whoever's in front of you. And now you're that guy. And that's okay. That's healthy competition. Like that's that's another one of the problems nowadays, too. Like kids are like, hey, yeah, coach, thank you for recruiting me. Who else you recruit? Yeah, yeah. Why does it matter? Yeah. Like, why does it matter who else we recruit? Like, come in, battle for your time, and get better. Like th that should be that should be the blueprint. But at the end of the day, I think um, I think with the current roster that we have, of course you lose Playtech, of course you lose Garrison. Um, but if Garrison decides to come back, I, I doubt he does. But I mean, that's, nah. okay. No, <laughs> I don't. I, well, no, no, no. I, I, I like for what? Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I there is no reason to come back. But I mean, if if your your stock isn't what it's supposed to be, you get another chance to try again. I would. I, mm -hmm. I okay. I wouldn't. I sure wouldn't. I would just go on. My, <laughs> I, I, there you go. Go on. Go on about your business, baby. Like, but I, if you're gonna play, if you're gonna play, and yeah, and, and this is. Here, I think here it is. For Garrison, and this is, I'm only speaking about Garrison right now. He's reached his heights mm. in North Carolina. Like, you're, I don't think you're going to get any better than the year you had last year continuing on into this year. It's just going to be more of the same. Yeah. So you go, you, you leave. Like, you, you graduate, you get your degree. And I don't, I don't even think you go and play a fifth year anywhere else. Like go to the, go, put your name in the, uh, eligible for the draft. You're a senior this year. Go do the workouts virtually or, or if they bring in people in now uh, and see where, where the chips fall. And if you want to, you know, do a year in the G League, then do that. If you, if you want to do uh, and, and figure out if you can find a niche in the NBA, do that. Or go overseas, get paid, get your money. Like, see if you can get a two-way or, or something like that. I just think, I just think for Garrison solely, I, I think he's reached his heights at, at, at Carolina. Again, as fans, do you want somebody that solid to stay? Absolutely. But it, it ain't about us. It's about him and his life and what's best for him. And I think this being his last year at Carolina is probably best. Should Coach Williams, uh, because I, I like RJ, and, and I think, I, I don't think he's getting the, the time he kind of deserves. I, I, I don't know why, but is it time maybe these last couple of games uh, 
maybe you start RJ at the point and, and see what happens. Um, I, I know it's a little late to kind of change up the, the lineup because he's had his uh, leaky Armando, Dayron, Kerwin, and Caleb. Mm -hmm. That's his starting. Or Garrison, not um, Dayron, excuse me. So I know it's a little late to kind of be, you know, be finicky with things, but does RJ deserve a chance to kind of showcase what he has, um, you know, at the starting position and see what happens? The reason I'm going to say no, and, and, and as I'm saying no, I'm kind of rethinking that. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna switch my answer, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes, I, I'm going to say yes, it is time to see, to give RJ the keys. No, I'm, I, I'm finna back up. <laughs> I'm finna back up because, okay, because you don't know if Caleb is actually gone. Mm. And so if you give RJ the keys now, then that's almost essentially saying you pushing Caleb out the door. Mm. But if, if you want to like build for the future, you give, you give, you give RJ the keys now. You see what I'm saying? Like you, you, you put him in a driver's seat saying like, this is going to be your team moving forward. Yeah. So that that's a tough call for a coach though, mm -hmm. because you don't, you don't want to start saying, all right, yeah, this season is over. Like we ain't really going to do much with it. So yeah, RJ, here go the keys kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like that's, it's a, it's a thin line right there. So I think you, I think you walk it delicately. I think you kind of stick with what you you're doing. So yeah, so my answer will, will, will essentially be no, right? <laughs> my answer will essentially be no. Yeah, I get what you're saying, I do. Yeah, so they, that, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's a tough call. I wouldn't want to be in that position. I wouldn't either. I, I, I was, I, I get what you're saying though. And I, I get what that looks like in, in, in optics, perception, what mm -hmm. it looks like and how that could kill a, a kid and what that says to him. And I, I get it. Ah, you're right. Um, so Florida State on Saturday. God, we got to shoot the ball well. <laughs> like, you're like, for real, for, like, like, it all comes down to if we can shoot the ball. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if we're, if we're going to continue to go, what were they, what were they the other day? 25 and 60. Five. Who? He's on 25 for 60. No, 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 no. Three from three. Oh, from three, five for 18. Yeah, we're going to go five for 18. We, we got to make some shots. Like, we put up 70 points the other day, which, you know, ain't bad, but we gave up 83. Mm -hmm. So we got to defend, and we got to make shots. Marquette did a great job of keeping us off the offensive rebound, too. Like, the the I think we only out rebounded them by like one point, mainly because they was making a bunch of shots. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like we got to rebound and we got to make shots, defend, make shots. Like that's that's how you beat Florida State, because, and when I say defend, I'm talking about one on one. Like get down, 
guard your man. And, 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 and on top of that too, like we overhelp way too much. Like I, I'm, I'm watching the film like, golly. Like when I say like the, like the closeouts are extra long, like we ain't never there on the catch. Like there's, there's a lot, but you know, at the end of the day, in order to beat Florida State, we are going to have to defend and we are going to have to make shots. And again, that has been the, I think the Achilles heel of North Carolina this season, especially when it comes to playing teams that are, that are, that are better than us. Um, yeah, that, that's what it's gonna have to be, but we'll see. Okay. Um, so yeah, Carolina plays uh, Florida State at home, maybe with fans. Um, if, if oh, I, they, they land fans. Oh yeah, didn't they lift like all of the restrictions and stuff? About, I think it's at thirty percent or something. So about three thousand fans can come to the games. But if I'm Coach Williams, ain't no fans coming in. Yeah. Of, you know, simply, yeah. Supporting you with with this with how we've been playing. I mean, then that may be a little- But that, that, that could turn, that could, that could win you this game though. You're right, it, it could, you're absolutely right, but- Yeah, just having a fan base in there, hearing some cheers, like it, it could win you this game. Yeah, but I don't know. I would be a horrible coach. Ain't, ain't no fans until I see something different. I'm not rewarding you for something that you haven't done yet. Done yet. Um, but I, I do, and plus, I know, I, I would- <laughs> But I, I do also understand that this is a, for the freshmen, this is an incredibly important moment for them because they need to experience what, Car this is what you sell Carolina with. You, you mm -hmm. sell them with the fan base. Um, and, and that alone for, and if they ever get paid for their name, image, and likeness, that alone um, gets you money. Um, and that's a selling point for any coach with a, you know, a large fan base. This, this is money alone. Carolina yeah. fans are, are diehard. They're lifelong fans. This isn't something that's, you know, after you're gone, it's done. This is right. like the rest of your life. These, these generational fans. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan because my daddy was a fan kind of deal. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this, it will be important for freshmen to finally get to experience what Carolina truly is um, with, with their backbone. So, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's still, it's still, it still ain't, it still ain't, it's, okay. it, it still won't be at full capacity. So, like, you'll get a taste of it. Yeah. And they, I mean, I'm sure they, they, they understand. They were there on visits and all that kind of stuff. So they know what it's like. But at the end of the day, yeah. like, for you to be the one being cheered for this time, I, I do agree that that is something, something special. And I hope, like, even if it is 3,000 fans, like, that they are able to, like just appreciate it. And, and, and again, hopefully that can give them some type of energy, some type of reason to come out and compete at a different type of level than they have all season. Um, or, or continue to compete at the level that when they are playing their best um, to continue to sustain that. So uh, yeah, it's gonna, be a, it's gonna be a tough one Saturday, but <clears throat> the, I, I do think this team is capable of, of, of doing it. So we'll see. Okay. Well, they play Saturday at 4 p.m. Um, and Scotty Barnes will be in the building. So I, I'm excited. It's gonna be a really, it's gonna be a really, really good game. Um, yeah. So yeah, that is a wrap for me. I like your shirt. 
Thank you. All Lamar, he, he did his thing on this one too. You know, Carolina season. You know, hey, I, I said my man Vito hit me up the other day. Said he's gonna send me a package. I'm still waiting. I can't. I can't wait to get the package. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm tired of you getting all the good stuff. You get all what the you good. Talking stuff. about? Oh, you, you got all the good stuff. You got all the good shirts. I'm gonna have to talk to all Lamar and my my hoodie. And my because I, you know, I was supporting before the support came in. So, you know, I got a couple extra little things under the little set. Whatever. So, Bye, David. Go I'm just saying. Your baby. Yeah, these jokes. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we out. <laughs>